Welcome, everybody. I'm Mark Peter Davis, Managing Partner of Interplay. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs advance society, and this podcast is definitively part of that effort. Today, we've got Fong back for her first appearance in 2024, uh, providing some wisdom and great insight about how to effectively conduct user testing once you get the MVP built. Uh, she nails it, as always. So let's jump right in. And here's Fong. Fong, great to see you. Hey, how did we get two months into this year and you've somehow weaseled out of doing any podcasts so far? How did that happen? I don't know. I wasn't asked. So I kind of feel like you had other stuff going on or other guests, other partners that had better things to say. <laughs> I think we got to talk to the producer, Will. Will is the person who's responsible for everything in Interplay. Actually, everything that's, everything that's bad is my fault, right? Could be. Maybe you're not prioritizing learning about testing your MVP enough. Okay, here we are. We're back. <laughs> Fong's hot and in the saddle, and she's going to teach us something. All right, drum roll, everybody. Let's go. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about MVPs today. Uh, I guess I let the cat, cat out of the bag. Um, so on previous ep episodes, we had talked about validating your product idea and then building your MVP. But then once you have that, then, then what? Today, we're going to talk about testing your MVP. Now, the main purpose of this initial testing is to learn as much as possible about customer behavior and how users are using your products. You're trying to assess if your product is solving the pain point you've identified. And if it's not, why not? How do you get your product to a place where it's solving that pain point? So you start by gathering your test group. And I know it sounds counterintuitive, but I think the best way here is to start small. Having a, like a small number of users who really love your product is better at this early stage than having a lot of people who just kind of like your product or, you know, are using it, but like not really. Uh, these initial users could be really powerful if you are able to create a relationship with them and then take them on your journey with you. You know, we forget this, but not that many people get to interact and influence product at this stage. You know, we take it for granted, but it's really cool for most people to be able to interact with the creator of a product and then tell them their thoughts on the product and how to make it better and then actually have that implemented. And that feedback for founders is invaluable. So I think, you know, everybody wins here. So how do you find these people? Um, I get this question a lot, and I think there are a lot of good sources. You know, first is your personal network. It's your friends, your family, your colleagues. These people are probably the most willing to participate in testing, but they're probably the most likely to give you false positives. They'll tell you what you want to hear because they don't want to hurt your feelings. So you have to be extra diligent about getting honest feedback from them and then take that feedback with a grain of salt. Um, also, you can look at online communities, so joining groups related to your product or, uh, or your industry on Reddit, LinkedIn, and other specialized forums. And then, you know, social media, networking, um, you know, if you started an account for your company and have a following, or you can also use your own personal social media account. Once you have these users, you can also um, do a referral program to encourage them to introduce their friends. So after you kind of have these users, you have to set your objectives. So what are the KPIs you're tracking and what does success look like? For a lot of 
businesses, these early KPIs are focused around engagement. Obviously, it's not around revenue or acquisition or anything like that. You really want to understand how testers are using the product. Are they using all of the product or only certain aspects of it? And are there places in the user journey where they're dropping off? Have a consistent strategy on how you're gathering the analytics on usage. Depending on what your product is, you know, a lot of, there are a lot of tools you can use. Google Analytics, Mixpanel, Hotjar, tons. But of course, just looking at the numbers isn't going to be enough. You have to understand the story behind the numbers by talking to the users. This is where that relationship you've built with them will be really helpful. And when you're getting user feedback, Make sure you're using multiple touch points and methods so you're getting the whole picture. So this could be, you know, more in, intimate interactions like observing them while they're using the product. And when they're doing this, do it a couple of times with each person. Do it the first time, like don't say anything, don't interfere. Um, so you can get a real sense of how they're interacting with the, pro- with the product. Then kind of do another round where you're asking them questions as they're moving through the journey so you understand why they're doing what they're doing and what uh, they think about each part of the product. And then depending on the number of users you you have, you can also layer in interviews and surveys. Um, And these can range from a handful of questions. You don't really want to ask them too many questions because people just won't do it. Or just ask a simple NPS score. How likely are you to recommend this on a scale of 0 to 10, something like that? Then using all this information, assess what's working and what's not working in, in your MVP. Is it solving the pain point? If not, what features does it need in order to do so? Identify the changes that you need and iterate on your product so it addresses what the customer wants. Then the last thing I want to say about this is that in this iteration stage, remember, you're iterating on the product. And that seems obvious because we've been talking about this for the last you know two minutes. But a lot of founders fall in love with their product. And when they realize it's not solving the problem, they often change the problem to fit the product. And then now you're trying to solve a problem that hasn't been validated. So it may not even be a problem at all. And, you know, that's not good for anyone. Yeah. They, they, I, I love that last bit, Fung, because there's this psychology where people are solving for a yes. They're yes. solving for a positive outcome. And you have to actually respond to what the market's telling you. Right? If the market tells you what you're doing is useless, don't waste your time. That's okay. That's not a personal judgment. That just means you you pick the wrong spot, pick another one. And maybe you change your product. Maybe you change the entire damn concept. But the um, solving for yes is a very dangerous psychological phenomenon. I think it is the most common instinctual way to approach startups. And I think we're taught that. Like you don't give up, all this stuff. That doesn't mean you solve for yes. You should be solving for no as much as possible. And trying to find that vacuuming hole of the market. Yeah. And I think um, if you do your initial validation correctly when you're validating your pain point, um, and you know, and you get a lot of feedback that that is an actual pain point, that's a problem you're trying to solve, don't veer from it, right? Um, you know, that that's gonna be your guiding your your guiding point. The other thing I love, just wanted to add to this is watching people use a product, right? Getting their feedback and what they think, super helpful, but it's going through a lot of filters. If you just sit quietly, don't interrupt, don't say anything, don't even answer their questions and just watch them use the product, you'll pretty quickly figure out what you got wrong. 
and what's useful and what's not. Anyway, Fong, awesome session as always. Welcome back and thank you. All right, Fong, on point as always. Uh, I think we, Fong's basically writing a book on how to build a company through all these segments. Uh, maybe that'll be a montage down the road. Anyway, thank you for listening, uh, and we'll catch you again next week. Hope you're well.